What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer. Yes, I'm still happily married and plan to keep my husband around, but we realized the hyphenated name may be a little long and convoluted, so I decided to just go by my maiden name for professional purposes. Obviously, we're back from our family vacation. This year, we drove to Colorado to visit my family, which includes all the kids' cousins on my side, and we even had a surprise stopover in the Rocky Mountains on our way there, as it was getting a little bit late, so we decided to take a side trip and explore and play around Aspen. On the way back, we then spent a couple of days in Moab exploring, including a 15-mile bike ride along the Colorado River and hiking the various points of interest in Arches National Park. And yes, my kids, even my five-year-olds, rode the entire way and then hiked around four miles throughout Arches. They were super troopers. I'm so proud of them. Last, we spent a few days in Vegas to play by the huge pools, see a kid-friendly show, among a few other family activities. It was very fun, but it's definitely good to be home. Now we're getting ready to change gears and prepare for starting the school year next week. So this week's episode is about just that, getting off to a good start for the school year. So whether your school starts as early as ours does or doesn't start until September, this is a great episode to get some tips. I also realized that we do have a growing fan base in the Southern Hemisphere. So for our listeners in Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, or anywhere else that doesn't follow the same school year patterns that we do here in the North, I know it's a bit early for you. But hopefully you'll remember the points that are most important to you or remember to check back and listen to this episode in January or February before the term starts after your longest break. But no matter where you are or how your school year is structured, hopefully you'll learn some good tips and tools for getting the school year off to a smooth start, whenever that may be. Now, summertime is a time when bedtimes tend to get lax and kids' sleep schedules get off from that of the school year. So starting a minimum of a week out from the first day of school, start getting those bedtimes and wake-up times readjusted to match the school schedule. If you have older kids whose schedules have gotten way off, you may want to start two weeks out. For these kids, for the first week, set a wake-up time that is within an hour to an hour and a half of the wake-up time for school. So if school wake-up time is 7 and they've been sleeping until 10 or later every day, Set that wake-up time for 8 to 8.30. The first couple of days may be painful, but it's the quickest, easiest way to get that switched back. 
So have activities planned each day that are fun and interesting, whether it's breakfast out in a morning movie or any other activity or play date with friends on the schedule. And this will make it much easier to get them up and excited to get that day started earlier. Then the second week, or the first week for those whose kids haven't gotten so far off schedule, you'll want to move the bedtime earlier by 15 minutes every two to three days, and also move the wake-up time the same. So if your kids are going to bed at 9.30 and waking up at 8.30, set the bedtime for 9.15 for two to three days and wake them up by 8.15. Then move it to 9 p.m. and the 8 a.m. wake-up time, etc. until you get to the needed wake-up time for school. Making sure that the desired wake-up time is reached by the first day of school, if not before. Now, I've shared this in another podcast about sleep and also in my classes on sleep, but it's very important to keep in mind. So I'm going to reiterate how sleep affects learning and how to make sure your kids are getting enough sleep in order to take advantage of optimal learning. Good sleep aids in learning, not just because kids are more ready to learn if they're feeling well-rested, but also because sleep is when the brain stores information and is a special time for brain development. Also, the growth hormone needed for tissue and muscle development is mainly released during sleep. Lack of sleep can cause behavioral and emotional problems, shorten attention spans, and present like ADHD symptoms. A study showed that kids with sleep problems are more likely to be hyper-impulsive and aggressive. When kids are overtired, unlike adults, they don't get tired and listless. They get more keyed up and are more likely to get hurt and often get overly emotional. Lastly, sleep deprivation leaves kids more vulnerable to illness. Research is also showing that 90%, 90% of American teens are sleep deprived. So I would love to see this trend get turned around. I don't know how they're doing in other countries, but here in the US, this is not a good trend. So how much sleep do kids need and how do we ensure they're getting it? The National Sleep Foundation recommends 10 to 13 hours of sleep a day for preschoolers, 9 to 11 hours for kids 6 to 13, and 8 to 10 hours a day for teens. Now, for more detailed information on how this breaks down, specifically for toddlers when it comes to breaking it down with naps, weaning from naps, etc., you can listen to episode 21 on toddler sleep or watch the toddler sleep class on the website at yourvillageonline.com. So, First, you need to know what your child's individual needs for sleep are, since the range for 6 to 13-year-olds is 9 to 11 hours. That does not necessarily mean 11 hours for a 6-year-old and 9 for a 13-year-old. It can, but as most parents have noticed, especially those with more than one, the individual needs can vary widely. So the range is based on individual need and age. Now for us, our 7-year-old stopped napping at 3. The day he turned three, he stopped napping, and now he needs around nine and a half to ten hours of sleep a night. He's just a high-energy kid and doesn't need much sleep. Now, our five-year-old son, on the other hand, needs close to 12 hours, while our five-year-old daughter needs 10 to 10 and a half. So bedtime for a six-year-old who needs 11 and a half hours will look pretty different than one who only needs 10. So what we want to do is do the math, starting with the wake-up time. And we want to build in an extra 15 minutes for those morning issues. The last bathroom stop before leaving the house, a missing shoe, dropped breakfast on the floor, missing homework paper, you name it. 
If you plan for those and they happen, there is a lot less stress around it. So let's say even with 10 to 15 minutes built in for the morning routine disasters, wake up time needs to be 7 a.m. And let's say your six-year-old needs around 10 and a half hours of sleep on average. So that means he must be asleep by 9 p.m. Not going to bed, but asleep by 9 p.m. Because children usually need 15 to 30 minutes to wind down in their rooms before they fall asleep. So depending on the child, they'll need more or less time for that. So we factor that in and then also include the bedtime routine. So we keep backing that up. So depending on how long each of those takes, it means he needs to start getting ready between 8 and 8.30 p.m. So you can figure out what that is for each of your children based on the wake-up time, the amount of sleep needed for the individual child, the time they need to fall asleep. So now, when it comes to homework and schoolwork, have a routine and a plan for schoolwork and homework. Some of this will depend on the teacher or school policy, but how and when does homework come home? And make sure you know and understand that. And then you decide when and where your child does his or her homework. So first, you want to make sure that you have space set aside for homework. The space needs to be quiet, well-supplied, and organized with good lighting and very few distractions. So this means low activity and no TV on in the background as these things interfere with sustained and focused attention. So they need to be in a separate room from the television. If they're siblings who aren't yet in school or doing homework or don't have as much, then that kind of play needs to be in a completely different area of the house. They need to go outside the children playing, not the child doing homework. Or the child doing the homework can also do the homework in their own room. Unless, of course, it's on a computer screen. I'm not going to get into that right now. But computer screen work always needs to be done out in the open where you can have view of the screen for various reasons, which I cover in my media class that I also covered in the episode on children and media. So you can check that out if you're interested to know more about that. Now, if your child is reading, he or she can lounge. But if there is any writing required, it should be done at a desk or a table. And when I talk about well-supplied, for the younger grades, this means things like a dictionary, markers, crayons, colored pencils, paper, a ruler, regular pencils, and sharpener and erasers. For older kids, you can add things like calculators, compass, computer, any other class-specific materials that may be required. Now, I do have a handout available for this on our website that includes all the needs for the homework space as well as the supplies with a checklist. And you can find that on the page for this episode at yourvillageonline.com slash podcast. And then just click on this episode, number 25, starting the school year off right. Also, when it comes to the schedule, you want to block out time and put it on the calendar, being sure to work around extracurricular activities. When children have an expectation of exactly when it's going to happen each day, then it becomes part of the routine and it really diminishes the struggle for homework. Now, keep in mind that some kids need a break after school before starting homework, while others want to get it done and out of the way. So discuss this with your child what she or he needs and wants. Now in our family, our kids like to come home and get a snack, unwind for 15 to 20 minutes, and then get to the homework. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. 
At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. HomeThreads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights, or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look. And some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home threads, love where you live. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important, but did you know indoor air quality can be up to a hundred times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Also, we're a big swim family. So we have swim practice four to five days a week at 4.30. So homework needs to be done by four before we head out for practice. This way, once we get home, it's dinner, relax, and bed. And if there is anything left over, there'll be a little time during dinner prep if needed. When it comes to time management, if your child has more than one subject, you'll want to help prioritize the homework session. What is the most important? What should be last? What can your child do alone versus where might he or she need some help? What kind of supplies are needed to complete the assignments. And especially if there's some special assignments or special projects, you'll wanna make sure that you have all the materials your child needs in order to decrease any frustration over that. Now, if your child doesn't have anything more pressing or important, then you can help your child to figure out which homework is more difficult and which is easier. Have your child do the harder work first, so he will be more alert when facing the biggest challenges. And then the easier material will seem to go fast when the fatigue begins to set in. Also, don't let homework bump up against 
bedtime, which goes right back to the topic in the beginning about good sleep. You don't want your child losing sleep over homework as this can affect the sleep. Then she's tired for school. The next day, then it is in danger of becoming a negative cycle. So it's better to put it away and give your child time to settle down, leaving at least 30 minutes to relax before bedtime. Even if he or she is not finished, put it away, give them the time to relax, send a note to the teacher. So what happens if your child consistently doesn't have time to finish? First, you need to figure out if this is due to the homework load or if your child is struggling and taking longer than expected. For homework load, as a rule of thumb, you should expect an average of 10 minutes per grade on Monday through Thursday for elementary school ages. And then starting around fourth grade, you can expect to see some weekend assignments. In middle school, up to 90 minutes can be expected. So homework could be 30 minutes or it could be 90 minutes, depending on the structure of their day. If they have a fuller load of classes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you may see them pushing that 90-minute limit on those days. And then if they have a smaller load on Tuesdays and Thursdays, it could be shorter, like 30 minutes. Now, in high school, one and a half to two and a half hours per night is not unheard of. So if you see your child consistently going over these time guidelines, talk to the teacher. Some schools are assigning more than this recommendation, so it's not unheard of that your child is doing fine in school and understanding the work and still going over the recommendations for time. If this is the case, I recommend listening to the class on homework on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the education list of classes to learn about the homework debate and how we should be approaching homework as a tool to use in the best possible way to supplement learning and personal responsibility, yet without stressing out our kids too much or making it too much busy work. So I cover how to discuss any concerns with the teacher or school administrators, if they should arise. In the class, I also cover what level of responsibility kids should be taking in their homework process by grade and how parents can and should handle this as your kids age, along with how much assistance you can expect to give in the actual homework by grade. And then lastly, how you can help your child learn studying, test taking, project planning, and completion skills so that they're ready and able to do these things on their own at the expected ages and grade levels. Also, I have some fun tips on making the test studying more fun and engaging. And for listening to this episode, you can get 20% off the homework class or either monthly membership by entering Smart Kids. S-M-A-R-T-K-I-D-S, Smart Kids, in the promo code box on the bottom of the checkout page of the site, yourvillageonline.com. Now, lastly, I want to discuss lunches. For other families out there like ours who try to pack lunches from home, I don't know about you, but this seems to be a thorn in our side. So my first tip, is to pack lunches the night before or even doing a couple of lunches so you don't have to do them every night. So maybe two sets of lunches on Sunday night and two to three sets of lunches on Wednesday night or whatever schedule works out best for your family. If you have a super busy Wednesday night, then maybe on Tuesday night you want to pack two to three lunches. Also, right now, I'm recommitting myself to working on providing some variety in the lunch repertoire. For those who have been listening for a little while, You know we are committed to raising healthy kids, but lunches can prove to be a challenge to this in some ways. For us, the biggest challenge seems to be providing fresh fruits and or vegetables. The cut up fruits tend to get a little mushy and then they go uneaten. 
My kids love salads, but that also is challenging to pack and keep fresh, along with cucumbers and some of the other veggies. Now, actually, Chandler, the one I talked about a few episodes ago that doesn't like donuts, does eat his entire lunch almost every day. But the other two are chock full of excuses. So we ended up buying everyone these super cool new lunch boxes at Costco. I think they were eight or nine dollars a piece. Pretty inexpensive. And it has tons of different compartments and comes with frozen packets to keep things in the main compartment cool or cold. So the kids are really excited to start using these when school starts. So we are going to use these new lunch boxes, this new tool, to keep increasing our kids' interest in fresh, healthy foods. Then I also created a list of items from main dishes and sandwiches to healthy sides to include in lunches. And this can be downloaded and printed out from this episode page on the yourvillageonline.com slash podcast. And again, click on the episode link should be one of the ones right at the top to find it. Now, if you have any great lunch ideas or sides that you find easy and healthy and your kids enjoy them, feel free to send them to us at podcast at yourvillageonline.com and I will happily add it to the list. Now, while I've been gone, some great questions have been rolling in. And while I will still cover the topic of the week, I've also decided to go ahead and start answering questions as they come in so that my listeners won't have to wait for answers to their questions. In the next episode, I'm going to cover some great information on power struggles. These start early in toddlerhood and go all the way through adolescence. So it is really helpful and saves a lot of stress to learn about these and know how to handle them well. I actually have a personal anecdote to share about a power struggle my oldest tried to throw at me just before we left for vacation that I am sure that most, if not every single one of you, can relate to. If you have a question, please be sure to send it to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. As always, if you like what you're hearing, I'd love a review on iTunes. If there's a topic you'd like to hear or something you think we can do better, please also send us feedback at podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.